the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Harbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It's Thursday. You know what that means. It's a date day edition of The Word to Stand In for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And every weekday at 4, we're here to take your phone calls and answer your Bible questions. But only one day a week is Paula here. That's good. <laughs> That's good. That's real good. One day a week <laughs> is more than enough. <laughs> 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Ladies, this day is especially for you, not exclusively, but we give you priority. 340-9585 or toll free. You can call 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. You can also send questions in via our free mobile app. Uh, it's the Calvary Chapel app. If you're driving in your car, the safest way for you to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. And uh, that will get you connected directly to our studio producer. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome to my life. Thank you. <laughs> What's on your heart? Well, you know, I was just going to uh, remind the people that Sweet Summer Devotions is now over. We had Holly McPherson this past Monday um, speaking in, um, you know, the Lord says, if you love me, you will obey what I command. Well, you know, maybe Holly didn't love him nearly as much as she would hope to, and not nearly as much as she does now, because she procrastinated for many, many years of giving up something that he had asked her to give up. And then once she did, oh my goodness, like, like the lady who said when she went to kids camp, the Lord just began kissing her. So um, I'm not going to you know, go into much detail because that is a study. All of the devotions this year, people should listen to, men and women alike. So uh, go online, go on and listen to Holly McPherson. Okay, and then the next thing, just a couple of announcement things, babe. Uh, Our women's fall luncheon um, here at the sanctuary on um, September 9th, 1030 to 230. Um, The theme is His Eyes um, from Psalm 33, 13, 14, where it says, He looks down from heaven on all men, and um, He sees everything. So that's coming up. And then... um, now that Sweet Summer Devotions is over, we have like a three-week break, um, and then we'll come back on September 11th, a Monday, at, with First Peter. And uh, Okay, well, let's, you went past the, the fall luncheon really quickly. Oh, did I? Uh, okay. When is it? How much is it? Okay. And um, okay. who's it's, going to be speaking? It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, really. It's sep- Saturday, September the 9th, um, 10.30 to 2.30, here at the Sanctuary. Um, it's... $20, and you're going to have a a gourmet meal made by a couple of chefs. Yeah, chefs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, chefs from our, our body. And um, a lot of little, I don't know what else, the girls always come up with gifts and handouts and stuff. And then we also give um, uh, gift cards from Walmart and ATB. And then um, three... Uh, what do you call it? 
registration fees for our next year's women's retreat. Um, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. But, and, the, and the guest speaker, drum roll, please. Brrr, me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the Lord's kind of put on your heart to do something that you're not always comfortable doing. Yeah, in fact, um, very rarely have I really given my, my testimony. You know, in bits and pieces when I'm talking to people or bits and pieces when I'm... That, that's because it's not nice when you say Ron the Jerk so many times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All capital letters, yeah. exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. You mean that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Underlines and capitalize all, all. Yeah. No, it's not very nice. And praise the Lord that Second Corinthians 5.17, um, you know, you used to be and now you're not. So it's kind of cool to be able to say, look what God has done. And for the people who know us, um, especially our own kids, you know, because they know us, um, to see what God has done is huge. And to see even now, just talking about that, the work that's happening in our son's lives. And so it's, it's, it's a cool thing. So, okay, what else? School's back. We have back to school meetings. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I know. And I was—I've been meeting some of the new parents in the hallway. It's like, oh, who are you? You know, um, and that's kind of a neat thing uh, because we don't expect that all the people uh, from Calvary Chapel San Antonio are the only ones who have children who go to the school here. We've always wanted this to be an evangelistic um, school, you know, and it gets harder and harder because we're still limited in our space. And as people have three, four, or five children and they all want them to come here, it makes the classrooms get filled up pretty quickly. But anyway, I met some new people this week and I'm excited for them. I don't know where they go to church full time, um, but they'll be coming here as part of their agreement to have their kids in a very good free school. They'll be here uh, twice a month. Pretty amazing when you think this is our 18th year of uh, a school that everybody says is impossible, you can't do it, you can't do a free school. Um, 18 years, we, we, we're starting on Monday. It's an amazing thing. And as it turns out, <laughs> Monday is solar eclipse day. <laughs> you know, everybody's worried about the world ending, so, uh-huh. yeah, you know. Yeah. No, we're not worried about that. We're not worried no, about that. No, because the first day of school and all the work that these teachers have gone through, God is sweet. He's nice. He's not going to say you've gone through all that for nothing. So, no, the school will will go on, as will our world, and so stop freaking out. <laughs> anyway, okay, so that's that. So, can we move on? It's, uh, you, it's, a, it's my show? Okay, well, last week I forgot to ask a question for a lady who asked me this, and... Oh, I forgot one thing. What's that? If I don't remember it now, we had a question yesterday on the radio. I said I would confirm that information okay. uh, about uh, uh, Raw Reese's visit here. Mm-hmm. And it is going to be on the, I can't find it now. The 5th and on the 6th. On, on October 5th and 6th. You, uh-huh. you know this. Yes. Okay. So Raw will be here on the program. He's going to speak to a group of pastors that, that morning. Mm-hmm. The uh, Thursday. That Thursday. He'll mm-hmm. be here on the radio show at 4 o'clock. Okay. And then... Uh, he'll be here at Calvary Chapel of San Antonio uh, Thursday evening, October the 5th at 7 o'clock. Okay. And, uh, and uh, we want to make uh, try to maximize our space for the people uh, who are uh, listeners to his radio program, people who would like to meet him. Uh, there'll be some Calvary Chapel people here as well, to be sure. But uh, we want to, you guys can put that on your calendar. It will be Thursday, October the 5th. Okay. Okay, now. Okay, so now I can do my question? It's your show. Okay. <laughs> I'll try not to interrupt. <laughs> no, you're going to answer this question. Oh. Uh-huh, because it's, it was... But it's uh, your show. It is, but that makes me the hostess with the oh, hostess. okay. And so I get to ask you the question. Okay, so here we go. Pastor Ron, do we have to give up our hobbies in order to serve the Lord? Because I think in... One of the studies, maybe the pastor's discipleship class or on this radio program, we, we heard that um, you know, we need to be uh, ready to give up our careers, our dreams, our hobbies, all those things, um, you know, in order to serve the Lord more fully. So explain. 
Well, I, I think the point I was trying to make when I was teaching that, Paula, is that um, just as Abraham had to be prepared to give up Isaac uh, in, in order to, to have his love for God proved, um, we have to be willing to give up anything. Uh, it doesn't say we have to give them up. It, it's not like God is anti-hobby or anti-career. Uh, we work for a living. We work um, because we like our work. I, I hope that's the case with most people. Um, we do things that we have to do to live, but at the same time, this is about priority. Who or what comes first in your life? And we erect all kinds of idols, and sometimes our idols are something as simple as our plans. You know, we, we commit to a career path, and if God touches your heart, I, I always say that he's the only one that has the right to interrupt what we're doing and why we're doing it. And if uh, God touches your heart and says uh, it's time for change, then we've got to be open and available to do that. When it comes to the hobbies, you know, we have a tendency as Christians to get really lazy, spiritually speaking. And we like to use our free time for the things that we like. You know, we men go fish or we go golf. Uh, there are other kinds of hobbies. No, it's my day with family. Um, but but what we've got to do is is reprioritize our lives so that what we're doing uh, on a daily basis is that which God wants us to do, what he's called us to do. Uh, I shared a story yesterday about, last night, the Bible study, about a, a man named Barry that I've been praying for who asked me to pray for him mm-hmm. because he wanted to sell his semi-truck. He's an over-the-road truck driver. Um, uh, he said, but I owe more on it than, I can, than, than it's worth, and I haven't been able to sell it, so would you please pray for me? Uh, and and it's been a couple of months, and I haven't seen him. And so yesterday at the gym, he kind of cornered me and said, I just want you to know, thank you for your prayers. Mm-hmm. I sold my truck. And now my wife and I can go into our calling together. That's what I'm talking about with hobbies. If uh, photography or golf or cooking or anything else gets in the way of your service for the Lord, then that's simply the wrong priorities in life. So we don't have to stop doing things. It's not like God is going to take all the fun or the enjoyment out of our lives at all. It's just that what we have to do is be willing to say, Lord, all of that's yours. And you've heard me say this a billion times already, Paula, but one of the things that we need to do is open our hands before the Lord. And say, so, okay, my life is really, really busy. And boy, I, I just feel like my life is so busy. God, is there stuff in there that isn't from you? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to be willing to have him take that stuff out, whether it's stuff we like or stuff we don't like. we got to be willing to offer it to him as a sacrifice. And when we do that, Paula, then um, we leave our hands open and say, okay, Lord, you put your stuff in. And he always puts better stuff in than we mm-hmm. take out. Mm-hmm. But but the idea is is simply priority. It's not that... You can't have hobbies. You can't have fun. Uh, you can't have earn a living. It, it's just, Lord, my body belongs to you, not to me. Yeah. So what do you want to do with it? Mm-hmm. And then we, we rest in his will, his perfect will. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. I, I was thinking, you know, if I spend more time on my hobby than I spend in the Bible or my time with him, then that kind of gets all, I get a, a little bit out of whack. But if I'm, like, I like sewing Everyone during football season mostly. <laughs> um, I uh, I'd rather do everything with him and then for him because most of my sewing um, is not just not just for myself. It's for other people. And so as I'm sewing for other people, it's like Lord, please, I want to do even better for them than I would make it for myself. Um, it, when I'm cooking for like the leadership people who come, you know, once a month. Lord, help me to help me to pick a great menu. Remembering, I have people who have celiac disease, people who are gluten um, sensitive, people who are uh, allergic to fruits. Some are allergic to vegetables. Some, one of them is allergic to avocado. Uh, you know, but I have to keep. <laughs> there's like 19 of them, and so in this world, you will have trouble. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, I love doing that, but. I have to have Jesus doing it with me and doing it through me so that when they say, oh, this is really, really delicious, I don't get a big head because really I just copied the recipe from a magazine. You know, but that with in all of our doings, even when we serve the Lord, the people who come here and set up the church, um, used to, there's a group that come every once in a while and they sew up the little holes. Well... That's a ministry. That's a that can be a hobby for them sewing, but they're using that 
for the Lord and mm-hmm. for his people. So I just, yeah. Well, all, all of the gifts and, and hobbies are often consumed by the things that we're gifted to do. Uh, that's one of the reasons there's such an enjoyment mm-hmm. uh, over it, uh, unless you're a golfer. That's, I don't know what it is about golfing. We so are bad at it, yet we enjoy it. Um, but, but we use those gifts. We offer those gifts to God, and he simply pours more meaning and purpose into the use of those gifts. So mm-hmm. it's just offering your whole body, as Paul says in Romans 12, uh, the reasonable thing for us to do in view of everything he's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that just sort of sets us on a, 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 a place where all of our priorities are his priorities. Um, and he's not going to make your life boring. You know, I, I, it, it can sound so legalistic, and I know that's not how you meant it, when we say you spend more time in the Bible than you do on these hobbies, practically that's not going to happen for most people. We, we work, we do other things. So the Bible is a part of our life. We've just got to make it a priority in our life um, to hear from the Lord, to learn more about Him. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we claim we don't have time, and yet the amount of time that I see wasted by Christians on Facebook and, and, and uh, other social media platforms... Um, it, it's it's heartbreaking to me because those people won't really dig into their Bibles. And, you know, they rationalize it by saying something, well, you know, I'm sharing Jesus on Facebook. Um, that's not what you're supposed to share. You're supposed to share it with people face to face. And um, we have to be very careful that we don't get sort of trapped by the things that are popular in this world. And they draw us away from the things of God. So, three four zero ninety five eighty five. We'd love your live calls and questions. Or toll free eight seven seven six three zero five seven five seven. Okay. Another thing that I, I keep saying, I hear myself say this all the time, and it seems like it's it's getting more and more often to you know ladies, not necessarily just young ones, but it's like, oh, baby, you don't know your value, you know. And so in Luke chapter 12, starting at verse 6, um, Jesus speaking, he says, Are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins, and not one of them is forgotten before God? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. You know, and I, I think too many, not just women, but that's who I'm mainly counseling, of course, um, but they don't know their value. In fact, after um, uh, Patty's, uh, Patty Morrow's uh, devotion during the question and answer time, um, answering the questions and I come up and kind of direct the prayer, you know, if you're not a born-again Christian already, uh, then come up. But in this one, it was, if you don't know your value, and then I talked about um, uh, the Hall of Fame, the sports people, Hall of Fame, I think it was, and that one guy says his dad had had died, and he said, you know, all I want to know is, is he proud of me? And I, I, I didn't even get to finish the sentence of what I was talking about, and three or four other ladies knew, and they were saying it at the same time as me. That's all any of us want, is to know that we are loved and accepted by the people on this earth. And yet Jesus is saying, sweetheart, are not five sparrows sold for two copper coins and not one of them is forgotten before God. God God knows he sees everything. He's not forgotten any of us. And he says, in fact, all, all your hairs of your head are numbered. Like he's caring about every little hair, the ones that are on your head and the ones that are in the bathroom sink. Um, <laughs> do not fear, therefore you are of, are of more value than many sparrows. And so I just, that's kind of been a, a running theme. You know, I'm talking to several ladies who, you know, they, they're married to either just professing Christians that aren't um, going after the Lord wholeheartedly, or they're married to unbelievers, and then, they, you know, they have two and three kids, and this guy has decided he's going to move on, and so she's got the three kids, two or three kids now, and they're like, what do I do? What do I do? You know, and it's, it's like, how do, how do you tell them, you know, just be anxious. Don't be anxious for anything. The Lord will take care of you. Learn who he is. And um, 
she just I don't know their value. Yeah, the, the problem with that, of course, is that we don't know him well enough to know that he's trustworthy. We don't know him well enough to know that he will take care of us. And so what we normally do is we worry and we worry and worry, and then we make decisions on our own. Mm -hmm. We take matters into our own hands. And he never gets the opportunity to move on our behalf. The same thing is true for people who are looking for acceptance from other human beings, uh, family members, husbands, wives, uh, it, it, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, the Bible says that we're accepted in the Beloved. We're accepted already in Heaven. Mm -hmm. And if that's not enough for us, I, again, I'm not being silly here. It's, it's um, we all want to be approved by people. We want to be loved by people. We want people to be proud of us, especially those that are closest to us. Mm -hmm. But we're not that concerned about the acceptance we already have. We're accepted in the Beloved because of what He's done for us. Maybe it's because it's not anything that we've done and we think we've got to prove ourselves. But that's why we really have to dig in and find out how much God loves us, how valuable. I was just listening. I couldn't sleep the other night and I, I put on, uh, I have an earplug in the radio and, and my show happened to be on. Mm. Um, um, and, and I was talking about the value of something is not established by the seller of that thing. The value is established by the buyer. I love that study. Yeah. It, it was, um, you know, our value has been established because God emptied the bank of heaven for us. And if we don't really dig in to know that, if we don't get close enough to Jesus to find out that we only love him because he first loved us, then uh, we're never going to realize how very special and how precious we are. Mm -hmm. And we're going to continue to seek the favor of humans, and humans are always going to disappoint us. They're always going to hurt us. And then we kind of close up because we don't like how that feels. Um, but, but finding out how valuable we are to the Lord ought to be the one pursuit every one of us has every single day. Mm -hmm. You were saying that about uh, David, who wasn't really King David yet, but, you know, as far as being in action as King David, King David, uh, but you were saying his sweet music, he, he just stayed in the presence of the Lord, um, and that's where he found out how much God loves him. And so if we don't, Again, we can even go back to the hobbies or our priorities. If everything or anything else is a priority and we don't take the time, we won't know um, how how much he loves us. And so one lady in particular said, well, because she's been listening to you on the radio for a while, Pastor Ron, so now she's at our church here. She says, but I'm coming here because I know I need to know who he is learning with Jesus. And I said, well, let's all learn together. And um, that's what we need to do. You know, Paul, maybe maybe this issue of hobbies and interests and career, uh, maybe because it's a little easy, easier to traverse, you know, something that we enjoy doing is more like play. Mm -hmm. uh, getting to know Jesus is work. Yeah. You know, we've got to, you went home today and you studied for some studies. You've got to work to be prepared. You can't just go up and wing it. Yeah. And, and a lot of us are winging it when the trials come or when the pain comes because we really don't know experientially firsthand. We don't know how much he loves us and, and how his plan is better than anything that we can imagine. So we've got to dig in and work. And if we don't put in the time, if we don't make the effort, it's like any other human relationship. Um, you can know somebody superficially, mm -hmm. or you can know somebody in a, in a first-hand, first-person sense. Mm -hmm. You know, when uh, um, um, I think it was who was it the other night that was talking about? Oh, I know it was a letter from the the lady at the at oh, the youth camp. Okay, and she said one of the kisses that God gave her was that. Now people that she only knew beforehand mm -hmm. on a passing basis, hi, how you doing, kind mm -hmm, of thing. Mm -hmm. She said, I've learned who they are. I've seen their hearts in action. Mm -hmm. uh, if we'll put that kind of effort into Jesus, uh, it, the, the payoff is infinite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're almost done with the first half of the program, Paula. So, what's up? So, oh, you know, with, with Romans 8.1, you did one verse. Awesome. I love that when that happens. I remember when you said um, you did one verse of, of uh, it's no longer I who live, but Christ living in me. A, a couple years 
I don't know how many years ago, everything goes so fast, but you did that one verse like three times. Oh, no, it was, it is no longer I who live, but Christ living in me. You did that like three Sundays in a row. I love that. But anyway, this um, Romans 8, 1, um, where you were saying, now is the time you can be set free. And some of the questions that we get, or you get during the week, I, I say we get because I'm at home listening. You know, it's like I'm in the studio with you, but I'm listening. But so many people... Um, are kind of refusing to be set free or walk in that freedom. But what you were saying so was so freeing. Um, the calls you get sometimes, why am I still doing this? Or is God going to be mad at me? Or like, when we get to heaven, will we be able to sin? Ooh, praise the Lord, no. But <laughs> while we're here on earth, you know, we struggle. The thing I want to do, I don't do. The thing I don't want to do, Man, I'm doing that again. I just can't stand myself that I'm such a sinner. I'm such a wretch. And, you you know, you say stuff like, I should be better by now. I've been saved 39 years, me. <laughs> you know, and it's like, come on, Paul. But you set us free or you, you, you help the Lord to help us or help the Lord's trying to help you to help us to say, no, 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 no. Well, struggles good. We'll, we'll carry this on the other half of the break. This is the Word to Stand Up for Life, the date, day edition, 340-9585 for your live calls. That's 340-9585. Paula will be back in two minutes. to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back to the second half of the date day edition of the program 340-9585 ladies we'd love to have any calls and questions that you have um galatians chapter 2 Verse 20, Paula, we can kind of combine a couple of these thoughts. I love the, the we're talking about value. There's mm-hmm. no more value than this. Paul writes, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live, I live in the body. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me. Mm-hmm. And here's how much he loved me. Yep. He gave himself for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you need more value than that, then there's issues. <laughs> And that's what causes the issues, because people don't know that, or they they hear it and they see it, but they shake their head that it just can't be. It's too good to be true. And it would be if it wasn't Jesus, but it is true. And um, I think it goes back to what you say, because we're such sinners, wretches, um, we think humanly, he, he, he must be mad at me because I've done this, or, you know. I'm, I've been like this for such a long time, and man, I just keep doing the thing I don't want to do. Back to that again, um, and yet Paul is the one who said that the thing I want to do I don't do. The, the thing I I don't want to do that's what I do, and I find this law at work with me. Ah, when I want to do good, evil's right there with me, and we struggle with man. If evil's right there with me, what am I even saved? And yet you were saying that um, this past Sunday that if that didn't bother us that heart-wrenching gut-wrenching man why am I like this um, we w- if we didn't care it would prove that we didn't belong to the Lord yeah you know what else is is um, is true we, we if we don't invest I mean really make an effort to know this Jesus not just as Savior Mm-hmm. But as I talked about last night, our friend, yeah. if we don't get to know that he's got our, 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 our every thought, our every step covered, um, if we don't make the time and do the work, um, not only do we never learn that he's trustworthy, um, we never learn to really trust him and rest in him, um, but we, we also never get to the point where we understand not only our value to him, but the benefits of that value. I mean, think about it for a moment. We, we were accepted in the Beloved. He thinks of us night and day, how vast are the sum of his thoughts toward us. Uh, and yet we spend our time focused on so many other things that the enemy uses to destroy us, to divide our attention, 
uh, and, and then we mess up, we feel so condemned. We don't understand the, the freedom of walking without guilt and condemnation. And the, the verse, that the, the word, the one word that I emphasized uh, above the others in that passage is the word now. Yeah, I love that. And I have that underlined in my notes. And uh, But now, it's not next week or if I go to church for a, a whole month without missing or if I read my Bible every day. It's none of that. It's right now, this moment, I'm free in Christ. And, and, and the, there is therefore now no condom now no condemnation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I absolutely love that. And, and you know, Paul, we don't we if we don't make that investment of time and effort, mm-hmm. we never will learn to really hate our sin. Yeah. We'll never learn to hate that which separates us from God, yeah. and that's a, a tragedy. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, uh, my friend Candace, our friend Candace, remember, she said because she used to drink quite a bit with her brothers back in the day, and then she got saved. And so now it's her first trip going back, and they want her to go out. And, and she used to drink better than them, and so now they want her to go out. But she's saved, and she's loving Jesus, and she's like, "No, mm-mm, that's the old me, and I don't want to have Jesus come back and find me sitting at a bar with you guys. No, no, no. I, I, I'm new in Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And so um, she had." Resolve. That's I love that word. She had resolved. No, that doesn't rightly represent the Lord. And um, my obedience to putting that down says I love him. I'm not taking that back up again. Yeah. She knew how much he loved her. Yeah. She knew. I, I like the the other thing that you said. Um, that God provides strength for the battle. And we're talking about issues. People have issues because they don't know how much he loves them. But uh, he provides issues, I mean, strength for the battle to give him his, give him our issues so he can help us. And it's to learn how to fight. You know, um, we don't have to give in. Uh, yeah, you might feel a certain way. You might even be thinking the wrong way. But we don't have to respond in what we think or what we feel. We know the what the flesh fruit feels like, and we know what the spirit fruit feels like. And we can choose, okay, what am I going to walk in today? Like you're saying, drawing away, you know, just because you feel like um, you're hurt or whatever. You know, you might want to draw inside. Yeah, but would, is that what Jesus would have you to do? And that just be with Jesus thing that you say all the time? He would not just stay inside he set his face as flint going to the cross um, and ministering to people on the right and to the left all the way till he was taken into heaven because even on the cross father forgive them for they don't know what they do and so knowing all of those things we too can do the same thing Um, those who um, will find their life they're going to lose it those who lose their life for his sake will find it and so um, when you, when we have the opportunity, when things happen, to say, okay, this is how I feel, this is what I'm thinking, but does that honor God? No. So then I'm not going to respond in what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking. I'm going to try my best to set my face as flint and do what Jesus does. But it's a struggle, like yeah. you even said, it's to forgive people. Yeah. You know, and everybody thinks that you're so great at forgiving, and you are. Um, but it's not easy. Well, not only that's not possible apart from being in the spirit. You know, we can't we can't forgive because we don't want to. Our flesh doesn't want to forgive. <laughs> uh, and I think that's the, the the sort of the dividing line in in the issues that we face every day. Uh, we try to beat things in our own strength, in our own power. We can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in His power, there's nothing that we can't do. And again, here's one of those places where there's just what do I do? It's until you make the investment of time and effort to get to know who he is, investing in the relationship. Um, until you do that, um, you'll never know mm-hmm. how much strength is available it's to available. you. Yeah. You know, I've told the story a lot of times about the night we first met. And uh, I stayed so late uh, that your mom finally had to kick me out. Mm-hmm. Don't you, you go have home. a home? Yeah, yeah go home, <laughs> boy. You know? And... and yeah. 
uh, I, I remember I, I live like 12 miles from you. I drove home. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. and I got right on the phone and called you. And we don't like talking on the phone. No, I, and we've always hated it. <laughs> yes, we have. And, and you know what? Because I, I didn't know you well enough, mm -hmm. I couldn't, I, I didn't have a lot to say. Yeah. So we must have sounded like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> but but it meant something to us. Yeah. And it began a process of getting to know each other. Well, our relationship with Jesus is exactly the same way. Had I not come and got you the next day and taken you to the beach, and we not come the day after that, the day after that, then, then I wouldn't have gotten to know you. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of us, we meet Jesus like on a blind date. He catches us off guard, you know, when, when we get saved. But then we we don't call, we don't write, we 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 go about doing our own thing. And the most important thing any believer can do is really find out who this Savior is. Mm -hmm. Find out not only how much He loves you, but your value, um, and then begin working on a relationship that that will enable you to develop the greater ability to trust Him by faith. So that when you're asked to forgive, when you're asked to do the hard thing you'll know the power that's available. Mm -hmm. Too often we Christians say, I just can't do it, I just can't do it. Mm -hmm. Well, I know you can, but Jesus in you can. Yeah. And that's where we've got to focus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think of Corey Ten Bloom, you know, the guard who just tortured her and her sister. Eventually her sister dies from this guy being so brutal. And yet when he's on his deathbed, the Lord sends her to his bedside. To say I forgive you and pray for him. I mean, how you know nobody's done anything like that to us, and yet you can see the power of God working in that kind of forgiveness. If He can do it, we can too. Okay, three four zero ninety five eighty five. If you have any calls or questions, or ladies, if you need any encouragement from Paula, or toll free eight seven seven six three zero K S L R. Anything else? Um, yes. I also liked that you said God does not condemn his kids to a life of defeat, guilt, or condemnation. And so when, if anybody's out there living a life that feels like you're defeated, full of guilt, or you're condemned, um, then you're either not saved or, again, you just don't know him well enough because he is um, very sweet and we have been set free. Would you you know, believe it? I, I always say guilt is a good thing if you're guilty. Yeah. If you're not saved, you need to know you're guilty so that you ask to be saved. Mm -hmm. If you are saved and you feel guilty, well, that's the conviction of the Holy Spirit drawing you. Mm -hmm. But that guilt is eliminated instantly the moment you confess your sin and ask for forgiveness with sincerity of heart. Mm -hmm. um, and God doesn't want any of us to live with that burden of trying to measure up, of trying to gain approval of people. Uh, he wants us to walk in the fact that we are already approved. Yeah. I, I would sin. You know this. <laughs> you know this. <laughs> I would I had sin and mess up and just be so ashamed of myself. It's like, I can't believe it. What? And just, you know, maybe three days, a week, maybe a month. <laughs> Paula, I can't. What? Oh. And the Lord's like, hello, I died on the cross for you. Just say you're sorry and let's move on. But no, I'm just steady beating myself, you know, to feel bad enough. So then I, I, I warranted his forgiveness. <laughs> I'm laughing because I just remember how when I first got saved, you wanted me to feel much worse than Oh, I yeah. <laughs> I wanted you to get hit upside the head with a bat. Oh, what? <laughs> you, you, you feel terrible? No, I'm so happy. Jesus saved me. Let's go serve Jesus together. Not till you get a whipping, you know. <laughs> and I think sometimes we forget that that freedom has already been granted to us. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to say that in my in my testimony because that was one of those those things where you know life just seemed to keep going well for you, you big jerk, you know. <laughs> and and here I am having to serve you and you know you're being a meanie 
And uh, I was thinking, this is just not fair, you know? And let me mess up one time. <laughs> and I, 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 asked you, I asked you one time, I said, what do you want? Do you want a pound of flesh? Yes, sir. And, and you, you, you knew that was the wrong thing to say, but you were so honest, and you always have been honest. You were so honest. You said, well, well yeah. 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 I do. I know. It's so and I said, well, I can't do that. Jesus already took that pound and much, much more of my flesh, believe me. Yeah. But that's what's helped me to... You know, when I mess up to say, you know what? That is no surprise to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sins, past, present, and future. And uh, I'm way better. <laughs> I can't say I've arrived yet because I still hate it when I do the wrong thing. Because now, you know, we've got this microphone. We've got the ministry. The, the things we say and do just carry so much more weight. So that's like, huh? So, but it shouldn't be that much of a pressure if we just, if I would take, Lord, you got me. I'm yours. You take know, care I, of me. In, in another area, of that, that <laughs> what you just said is so important because uh, it, it was pretty easy for us to take steps of faith when we had nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just got started. It was just me and you. Yeah, it was just, yeah. We, we, you know, we'd been homeless before because of my sin. And so, I mean, what more can happen to us? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we would take these steps of faith. Um, tiny, tiny ones, but they were like Mount Everest steps of faith for us at the time. And and it was easy to do it. It was exciting to do it. But you just talked about because of the ministries, because of the numbers of people, because of the work that God is doing. Uh, sometimes you have a tendency to look at that. Well, I, I don't know. I've got so much to risk here. And what if I'm wrong? And, and I have to remind myself, well, well, this is how we got here. By trusting Jesus and walking in faith. I think a lot of us as Christians, Paula, I think we stop taking risks with Jesus because we go comfortable in what he's already done. And instead of having a, 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 what he's already done being just nothing more than a testimony, uh, we every day rest in what he's already done and we're missing out on what he wants to do today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, you know, it's all his. Uh, our church, this radio program, our marriage, our house, everything is 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 his. So if he wants to blow it up, <laughs> what is that to us? Yeah. No, that's not his plan, of course. Yeah. But we got to be willing to say, Lord, this is all yours. What do you want to do with it? So if he says a free school or a free doctor's office or uh, a manor house or any of the other things that we do, uh, Joy of Jesus coming up soon, mm. uh, all of these things that, that we do, Retreats. Your guys' retreat. Retreat. This radio. Your retreat is next month. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, Yeah, September. September. That's right. Now this this radio program. um, You know, honestly, we're on the radio. We can't afford it. (laughs) 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 But 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 here we are, and all he asks us to do is is talk about him. He's given us parameters. We can't let our needs be known, and we never ask for money. We don't pass offerings, so we have to deal with whatever he does, and sometimes that's hard. And because my past, I know how to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that I have to actively resist. Yeah, no. I know. You know, I've been asking you for years. Let me do the giving statement just one time. No, <laughs> <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> yeah. Dig deep, yeah. extra deep. I only yeah. get one shot yeah. of this. That's right, Sam. Come on, man. Let me do the announcement today. I got something to say. Um, but the other thing you said too that I really, really enjoyed because a lot of us fall into this, like you're saying. Our freedom, our freedom has nothing to do with my performance. Mm-hmm. All of it has to do with Jesus' performance. He took away condemnation. Forgiveness has been granted. So I don't have to perform for Jesus in order to be forgiven and to walk in the freedom. Yeah. Um, he, he did that for He me. who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete yeah. it until the day of Christ Jesus. Yeah. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Yeah. We act so much like, thanks for starting it, Jesus. I'll take over now. Mm-hmm. And it always that's a faith that always fails. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, I love this show, Pastor Rob, because <laughs> not only just living with you, you know, but when I have questions that come up in the moment, <laughs> you know, sometimes you'll say, What'd you say? Because I just start talking. Mm-hmm. Like, Get my attention first, <laughs> and then start over. So I, I learn as I'm listening to the show, and even now while I'm on the show, it's 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 a good place. I love where I live. Um, 
And then you went you know, last night into First Samuel talking about Saul, you know, um, the saddest story in the Old Testament. And I don't want to end the show on a downer at all, but um, just uh, like you said, if we will go, if we'll do things our own way, it's not going to end well. Well, uh, Saul was following himself, and because of that, it led him farther and farther from Jesus. And so that same thing can happen to us when, you know, instead of getting up every morning and saying, Jesus of my own free will, I choose to serve you not by power nor by might, but by your spirit in your name and for your glory and, and knowing exactly what that means not just the formula um, we will do what makes sense to us um, and, and, and that's really not the best way to live our lives um, just following Jesus is again Jesus you know what this day holds this is how I wake up you know okay Lord you woke me up there must be something, you know, big, medium, or, or, or small. Um, don't let me miss it. No. You know, don't let me miss it. You know, Paula, what was um, <coughs> the most significant for me in last night's study, and, and the Lord ministers to me while I'm teaching, so mm-hmm. um, it's, it's halfway through last night's study, and you realize that Saul still had a chance to repent. You know, the evil spirit came forcefully upon him this time. Before, the evil spirit just came upon him. Mm-hmm. But this time, it came forcefully, and there's javelins flying, spears flying through the air at David. And and all he had to do was recognize what Jonathan recognized, what all of the people recognized, what even the ladies who were singing, Saul has killed his thousands, and David is tens of thousands. Mm-hmm. And that's it. David is the one that God chose. And all Saul had to do was say, David, please forgive me. God, please forgive me. I recognize that you're the one he's chosen, and so I abdicate my position on the throne and give it to you. And even as I was saying that last night, I thought, well, who in their right mind would give up the position of being king? And as I was saying that, it was like the Lord was saying, yeah, but that's what Christians do all the time. They're sitting on the throne that belongs to me. I bought them, I paid for them, I love them. They, they call me Lord. And yet they, they put themselves in the position of authority on that throne in their heart. Um, who in their right mind, we would say, would, would, as a king, would give it up? Well, if a Christian, a New Testament Christian, thinks like that, well, then they need to look at the throne of their heart and see who's sitting on that throne, mm-hmm. the throne that they mm-hmm. promised to Jesus. Um, you know, we have no rights as a believer. Mm-hmm. We, we don't get to pick and choose what we do or what we don't do. Uh, we're servants of the Most High God. And if we understand that, then we get up in the morning and whatever he takes away. And you and I, we've had to deal with this very struggle throughout the years because with our constant financial issues, we, we've, we, I mean, it's looked a whole bunch of times like we're not going to be able to keep going. Mm-hmm. And, and yet we know God said to do these things free. We know God said to, to step out in faith and do these things. Uh, and so we, we've got to open our hands and say, Lord, it's not my church. Other than my ego being hurt, mm-hmm. my pride being wounded, um, this is your church. If this is as far as you've taken us, you have no intention of taking us any further, well then at least when we go, we can go saying we trusted him to the end. Mm-hmm. And I've told you over the years when we've come to these crises in the past, I've told you several times that if I didn't follow God to the very end, in this issue. If I if I bail just because of circumstance or fear, mm-hmm. then the one thing I know I'm gifted to do is teach the Bible. It's the reason he gave me life. Yeah, I know. And if I don't follow him to the very end, mm-hmm. then I'd never be able to teach with authority again that everybody that's listening can trust God. Yeah. Yeah. You you always say if if I can't live by faith, how am I going to teach others to do the same? Yeah. I tell all the teachers, men and women here, that you can't teach theory. Yeah, <laughs> yes. That's why it's required that <laughs> every man or woman, given a trust by God, must prove faithful. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? We, what you just finished saying is Galatians 2:20 all over again. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. But I keep living. <laughs> but we have to keep crucifying. Keep dying, yeah. You know, I told myself this morning. I looked in the mirror like you say to do, and I said, Paula, no. <laughs> and then I pray, Lord, reign in me, rule and overrule me. You know when I'm about ready to make a mistake, so convict me really quick. 
So I had to go into the mirror two times today <laughs> <laughs> before he found. No, again, I told you no already, kind of a thing. And so, yeah, but I rule and overrule me. You're, Jesus, you're the boss of me. And, and again, are you willing to step off the thorny of your heart to Jesus? And uh, when we relinquish and surrender, we are given peace, joy, power, and authority when we surrender. And isn't that what we want to do? You know, you want to get over ourselves. And isn't that what we really want to do? And we, then we have an enemy who says, yeah, but if you get over yourself and, and, and you submit, they're going to walk over you. So... Heart open, down, hands down. That's what you always yep. say to the ladies hands here. Hands down, heart Chapel. open. It's going to be okay. And then, you know, you ended last night with, you know, with, with David being humble. I mean, still as king, Saul says, come play music for me. David could say, dude, I'm king. You, I'm the one better than you. I killed Goliath, not you. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm the one better than you. I know I'm chosen and you're not the spirit of God. Uh, but he didn't do that. He humbled himself and still went and played the music. Again, if we will lose our lives, we'll find it. And David was given a great platform and all the people love David because he led out in their battles and um, he was walking by faith Pastor Ron and uh, I want to be the same and you know I want you to be the same and continue to be so so that's all I have well we've got one whole minute left why don't you kind of give a, a review no more Monday nights till September 11th mm-hmm. till September 11th uh, we, we always give a, a kind of a time adjustment schedule adjustment time when the kids come back to school mm-hmm. or when the, the public school kids go back because the, the whole summer routine has changed now we've got to get back in the flow yes. so uh, September 11th be our next ladies study and men's study on Monday night mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the luncheon is the 9th of September that Saturday 1030 to 2.30 $20. It's it's going to be a lot of fun, great food. Um, the Lord's going to say something, so I'll say the teaching will be great. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's an exhortation with your testimony. There you go. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. It's been a good week on the program. Um, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Um, I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. You're listening to the Word to Stand Up for Life. Paula, want to say goodbye? Goodbye. God bless you. We'll <laughs> see you tomorrow at 4. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.